Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. everyone and welcome back to your bona fide favorite pop culture podcast except it's just me today it's just lucy laura is sick i've moved across the world and it just felt like we couldn't take another week off doing this podcast and ruby did a really good should i care this week and i also feel like there was just so many pop culture stories that have been happening since I've moved that we haven't had the chance to jump on and talk about yet that we just needed a little bit of a catch up. So you've just got me. It's super random doing this like this. Um, you just hope that you can continue to think of the next thing and have a conversation with yourself. But to set the scene for you, I'm currently sitting in my lounge in Lisbon, I made it. All my luggage has arrived, um, but I'm sure you're sick of hearing all about that. I am under a pink and yellow quilt, yeah, on the couch, trying to make it not echoey. I've just had about five minutes of getting internally really pissed off about the dogs barking outside and the birds. I mean, usually I wouldn't be pissed off at the birds, but we kind of have like an aviary or I mean there's turtles and cats and shit out there as well just there's like a little wildlife park right beside us like in our neighborhood and most of the time I love it I sit outside on our little fire escape I'm obsessed with it today as I'm trying to record this podcast I have just felt that internal female rage that you sometimes get and that's okay um, but I don't have anyone here to like talk me talk me down. So it's just me raging under this quilt, but ready to, to be honest, ready to get into some pop culture stories. Some might make us rage. Some might make us feel like we're obsessed with them. Some might make us want to start looking into American football. Um, so I feel like we should just get into it. Oh, what describes my week? What describes my week? I haven't actually thought about this, um, but it would have to be like sweat or like a lot of walking and exploring and discovering because I've just moved to Lisbon. I've never been to Europe before, never seen a Euro before. So you can imagine just every 10 steps I take, I am absolutely taken aback. I'm shook. It's amazing it's so fucking cool I just those words are not they are not good enough um to describe it but yeah it's amazing also quite lonely I mean obviously here with Belle which is gorge but when all your friends are I mean this is not a hot take in a different time zone to you same with your family and um I don't speak Portuguese which hopefully will change because I really want to learn but even things like you know going and sitting in a cafe and listening to conversations happening around you that makes you feel connected to other people when you can't understand what they're saying you just feel like a new level of disconnect and so I'm looking forward to hopefully 
makers of friends. Also, how do you make friends as an adult? I just feel like there's so much, there's so much to unpack here, but maybe we wait for London Laura to come back because she is my therapist and she's the one that unpacks everything. So yeah, what describes my week? Sweaty, exploring, hills, being lonely, trying to figure out how to make new friends. And I think on that note, it might be time to get into some pop culture stories. So this is just going to be a whole episode of should I care? Should we care? Do you care? And full credit where credit's due, I'm literally just, obviously I know about these stories. I put them in the newsletter and think about them in all my downtime, but credit to Ruby because she put together slash wrote all these stories up for us. So we sort of just get the joy of listening to them and figuring out where we sit on them, which we love. So, okay. Story number one, obviously we had to start with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Okay, I'm obsessed with this for so many reasons. First of all, any time women or people that aren't sort of the typical people to be in these spaces start infiltrating a new space like uh, the NFL, is that what it is? NFL? Yep. I get confused between NFL and NRL. And it's because, like, it doesn't really matter to me. You're going to say them, and I'm just not going to know. But anyway, I get obsessed with when people, like Swifties, have started infiltrating this. And I've been seeing heaps of tweets about how, like, so good to see, um, you know, Swifties visiting the Mojo Dojo Casa House, like, when the stadium that she performed in becomes a football stadium, as if it, like, wasn't its original intention. So obsessed with that, obsessed with the Swifties, um, reclaiming spaces that maybe weren't their natural spaces. So Ruby has written us just a little intro as to who Travis Kelsey is. So he's a Kansas City Chiefs football player. Um, Actually, fun fact, as she's given us, he was actually at the center of a Bachelor-esque, like a Bachelor-type reality TV show called Catching Kelsey, and this was on E. But anyway, in terms of football, he is a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Honestly, hilarious name for a position. I guess it's a position. Or is it just describing him? I don't know. He's a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's won two Super Bowls. Um, He's hosted SNL. But we are seeing him right now, obviously, be catapulted into a whole new realm of fame. And I do have to say that one of my favorite um, TikTok trends that has come out of this is women going to their partners who are football fans you know that in this world they obviously know who Travis Kelsey is and being like babe like have you heard of this this guy that Taylor Swift's now dating his name's it's Trevor it's Travis Kelsey or something I really think she's gonna put him on the map and the men just get like they just get slowly and slowly angrier or more frustrated or more like are you really saying this to me right now? I, I cannot believe you didn't know who he is. Like they are falling for it hook, line and sinker. Um, and I love it. So that's a TikTok trend to look out for. It'll probably be done as trends are by the time these pods come out. Um, Rubes has also written us a little bit of a timeline, which I think is helpful when it comes to this relationship because it's happened quite swiftly, dare I say. So July 8th, Travis attended the Eras tour. Um, he was in a private box. He was 
trading friendship bracelets with fans though um and he's got a podcast and he went on his podcast and he said that he put his phone number on a friendship bracelet in the hopes that he would get to talk to or give it to Taylor Swift um before or after the show and then he said he was disappointed to find out that she to preserve her voice doesn't speak before or after the shows um which makes sense so he didn't get to give it to her there uh, but then a few months later, uh, September 20th rolls around and there were some rumors going around that the two were talking. This was egged on by Travis's brother, Jason, who seems to be a goddamn national treasure for America. I'm obsessed with him and also his wife. Um, but Jason egged on these ro- uh, rumors when he went on a radio show and said, it's hard to answer because I don't really know a lot about Travis's love life. I try to keep his business kind of his business and stay out of that world. Having said that, man, I think they're doing great. And I think it's all 100% true. And I hope this thing goes a mile. And then he says, no, I'm joking. I don't know what's happening. Um, and then the following day, so on September 21st, Travis set the record straight and said that he threw the ball in Swift's court by inviting her to watch him play. So he said, I told her that I've seen you rock the stage in Arrowhead. You might have to come and see me rock the stage in Arrowhead and see which one's a little more lit. And then the internet fucking broke because on September 24th, guess who showed up to Arrowhead to watch Travis Kelsey rock his stage? Taylor goddamn Swift. So she was seen in the family box. She was, if there's one thing that girl's going to do, it's make a mother love her. Um, So she was with Travis's mum, Donna. She, uh, Travis got a touchdown and she was like, let's fucking go. There was a point where Travis looked up and, and it looks like he said, like, oh my God, she's right there because she was like front and center. There's a really funny photo that went around that was like, Taylor Swift has a chicken tender with ketchup and seemingly ranch. Like there was all these moments. It really, it was crazy that she was there and it was so cool. He was wearing a, he's a bit of a fashionista and he was wearing a set that like, it was white and blue and it was called the 1989 bedroom wall set or something. And it's like, okay, that was, that was an Easter egg. You're with Taylor. But what I have been loving is that off the back of all this, people are saying it's like she's finally with someone that knows that she is the Taylor Swift. He's playing into the Easter eggs. He, you know, took her she was riding shotgun with her hair undone in the front seat of his car on the way out of the stadium. He just seems to get it. I don't know that much about him, but he seems nice. It seems really fun for Taylor. It seems like a diversion from the usual sworn to secrecy type of relationships that she's been in. It's also, I see heaps of funny um, tweets about how she's dating an American finally, like she's going back to her roots and like she's doing more for the government than fucking Biden or whatever. Um, So I love it. There also, just a few more. This is really funny because this is like off the top of my head now. I must have so much wasted shit that I learn on TikTok, bro. Like this is off the top of my head. There was a 400% increase in sales in Travis Kelsey's jersey after Taylor went and watched the game. Um, I also saw some people saying that, you know, if this was a book, it would be the best book ever. Think, biggest pop star in the world huge fucking 
football player. They're trying to make their schedules meet. Their agents and their managers are like trying to make it happen for them. She goes and watches his games. He goes and watches her on tour. Like it's just, it's it's like a, it's like a fan fiction you'd read, right, when you were a kid. Um, but I'm obsessed with that relationship. I, I, well, if, even if it's not, like, I'm obsessed with her having fun. I'm obsessed with her just leaning in to everyone, like, not giving her any goddamn privacy and just, you know, going to the football games, doing these things that I feel like the old Taylor wouldn't come to the phone right now about. No, that was, that was lame. The old Taylor maybe wouldn't have done. I don't know. I just feel like... This is her era. I really care and she deserves, she just deserves to do whatever the fuck she wants. Um, and if that is get together with a really tall, hot football player, then we're here for I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. The next story actually has Taylor Swift all over it. Well, not all over it, but Taylor Swift involved in it a little bit as well because I feel like in the Lord's year of 2023, most stories do have Taylor Swift somehow wrapped up in them. But no, we're talking about Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas and a story that I think I've touched on briefly in the newsletter, but now we have a way more like full picture of what's gone on there. Full disclosure, this was my couple where, like, I don't really give a fuck about, okay, I've just done a whole first should we care about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and how I'm obsessed with it, and then I'm about to get on here and say I don't really give a fuck about celebrity couples, sorry, let me just call out my hypocrisy in real time, Um. anyway, but this was my couple where I was like, they are end game, they're both so fun and quirky and cool, and if they break up like what the fuck but that will never happen blah 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 fast forward to the year of the divorce or the year of the breakup and Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas are next on the chopping block so we all know that it was announced by Joe's team allegedly but also probably that they were getting a divorce we saw the whole PR strategy of He's a doting dad and she, God forbid, is a woman that wants to drink alcohol or we saw the whole, he saw something on a ring camera that, you know, really made him think she's she's not someone I want to be with. We saw all that PR spin. We're all a bit smarter than that now. People on TikTok can see through things um, as if they're glass. And so we saw all that play out. And then Sophie stayed quiet. Sophie went and she had a dinner with one Taylor Swift, famously also had a relationship with Joe Jonas. He broke up with her on a 27-second phone call and then she wrote the songs Forever and Always and Mr. Perfectly Fine about him. Anyway, so they went and had dinner and the next day uh, Sophie sort of entered the chat she filed a lawsuit against Joe, alleging that he has been illegally keeping the couple's two young kids, two young daughters, 
in the US and refusing to return them to her in England. So the lawsuit sort of stated quite a lot. And But one of the things it said was that he was withholding their passports. Now, according to Sophie's lawsuit, they made the decision together to raise the kids in England. And they made this decision in Christmas of 2022. They sold their Miami home. Um, they rented a home in England and then the eldest daughter was enrolled in a nursery over in England and they'd entered a contract to buy a home. So it was looking like it, you know, a permanent move was on the cards. But over the summer or over their summer, Sophie hesitantly, according to the lawsuit, agreed to send her kids on tour with Joe in the US because she was filming a time consuming. TV show in the UK, which is why, yes, they made this decision to raise the kids in England, but then she was filming a TV show and so the kids went with him. But apparently, again, according to this lawsuit, things turned to shit on August 15th, which was Joe's birthday, um, when the couple had a big fight. We don't know what this fight was about, but yeah, August 15th, something went down. And then a couple of weeks later, we started hearing rumors about the divorce and then Joe's, you know, PR spin that we all saw straight through. Um, and then apparently Sophie found out about the divorce through the media. I haven't actually been able to confirm that. So that might just be something that people have been adding a little bit of GST to, but we don't know. So after the divorce became sort of public, the pair did meet in New York to talk about the separation, which apparently or allegedly is when Joe refused to return the passports, which his team have said that he legally couldn't return the passports because of where the divorce was happening. I mean, there's some murky legal shit in there that I don't really understand. But as of September 25th, the former couple, sad to say that, but the truth, has signed an interim consent order which prohibits either either of them from taking their children out of the state of New York. So it's it's gotten quite messy I mean Sophie stayed quiet for quite a long time had dinner with Taylor and then this all I mean it wasn't Taylor Swift doing I'm not insinuating that but she stayed quiet she sort of got her ducks in a row and then she went public with this Joe's team has said and and this is actually true that like the use of the terms like abduction and withholding passports and things like that they do make this seem um, it is already quite a big deal, but they make it seem quite inflamed. But I just, I mean, when you're doing legal shit, you can't really beat around the bush with the words you need to use. Apparently, this could have also been um, a way for them to sort of, Sophie to try and get the case to be held in the UK and Joe to get it held in the US. Um, I'm not sure, but we will obviously be keeping you in the loop because I don't think the story is going to die down. It just seems to have gripped the heart of many people. I really think Joe and his team underestimated how many people fucking adore Sophie Turner. Obviously, Joe Jonas has his Disney Channel fame. I was a huge Joe Bro fan. Um, I would still go and see them live because of the nostalgia and I was a Mrs. Nick Jonas and that's just crazy. But I really think... Like, even I would take, not that it's up to me to take sides, but would take Sophie's side every day on this just because 
she, uh, just because you don't have to like slander a woman for being a bad mother to get a divorce anyway I really do care about this I'm glad we didn't talk about it until we had a bit more of a fuller story but I'm interested to know if you all care about this as well and um please let me know in whatever way you can DM me email me talk in Geneva I am super keen to hear if you care about this and then the next story and the final story that we'll be talking about in this sort of should we care special where it's just me talking to all of you um and it's actually going quite well if I may break the fourth wall and say so myself um is Russell Brand and all the shit that has been surrounding him and the allegations that have been surrounding him over the past week or so so before we get into this one I do want to give a big content warning because we will be talking about sexual assault and rape in this section so if you don't want to listen to it um just you know skip through this section or just finish the podcast here go and listen to something a bit lighter but yes Russell Brand is currently being accused of rape sexual assault and emotional abuse by four different women. The accusations came from a combined investigation by the UK's Sunday Times, The Times, and Channel 4's dispatches. So the three publications together in their original report, they talked about one allegation of rape and three allegations of sexual assault that happened between 2006 and 2013. And this was during, and I'm sure a bunch of you will remember this, sort of the height of Russell Brand's fame. He was a stand-up comic, he was a presenter, for the BBC he was an actor in like huge Hollywood films um, and so then he sort of turned a bit niche after that but obviously yeah during the height of his fame was when he allegedly abused his power in this way so the allegations all the women have come forward um, under pseudonyms to protect their privacy which makes sense but Ruby has put in here a quick account of three of the four women's accusations here. The first woman, who goes by Nadia, said she has been intimate with Brand, but alleges being raped by him after rejecting a threesome. The investigation corroborated her medical records for a rape crisis centre following the attack, as well as counselling sessions. She allegedly declined to file a police report out of fear for her reputation and potential backlash. Then we have the second woman, Alice, who was 16 when Russell Brand allegedly groomed her. They dated for about three months, and then in one sexual encounter, Brand allegedly forced his penis down her throat, and she had to punch him in the stomach to get him off her. In 2020, she contacted Russell's agent about the allegations, and the agent passed her to a lawyer acting for Brand, who just denied the allegations. The third woman, who goes by Phoebe, alleged that Brand removed his clothes and pinned her down, putting his hand down her pants as she screamed for him to get off. Phoebe said that as she was leaving, she encountered people outside his home who had apparently heard her screaming and later apologized for not helping. So the investigation included other women who reportedly experienced these sort of predatory behaviors by Brand as well. And since the release of the report, more women have actually come forward and this is I mean obviously this is fucking awful especially when Russell had branded no pun intended Russell had branded himself as being a sexually charged comedian um and as quite a few comedians he was known for pushing the boundaries but it sort of feels like here he was hiding in plain sight um 
The thing is, though, that these rumors of this type of behavior has circulated for years and his approach to women was sort of seen as an open secret in the industry. Um, Only one comedian has actually spoken on the record called Daniel Sloss and he alleged that female comedians warned each other about this type of predatory behavior from brand. Now, the first time I heard about this was actually through a his response video, which I saw on TikTok. And that is something that's a bit fucked up about our media ecosystem environment right now, is that I saw the defense of this case before I saw the case. Because the defense, of course, was getting the reactions and the shares and the like either people being outraged or agreeing with him and so it got boosted up the algorithm and so the first thing I saw was not the woman that had come forward but it was Russell Brand basically calling them liars before I even had a chance to read the case so his response um, was originally put on YouTube he preemptively was denying the allegations 24 hours before the report was made public okay well there you go that's Another reason, though, why I would have seen the defense before the actual report. Um, but still, so on his YouTube channel, he, and which I then saw on TikTok, he basically said that during that time of promiscuity, he called it, the relationships he had were absolutely always consensual. I was always transparent about that then, almost too transparent, and I'm being transparent about it now as well. To see that transparency metastasized into something criminal that I absolutely deny makes me question, is there another agenda at play? So, and then if you watch the video, it's super like... QAnon, deep state, this is the mainstream media, the fake news media, this is everyone against me, Um, you need to trust me because I am an individual voice going up against the masses and the systems, it's very like conspiratorial and it's it's concerning, Um, it's also concerning because he has like a group of people that are buying into that shit. But anyway, so what happens now? We know the case, we know the defence from him or his preemptive defence, but now police in London have launched into a full-scale investigation, but some of the alleged attacks, some of the alleged attacks happened in the US, which means they'll have to be done by local police over there. Russell Brand has postponed his one-man show for the time being. I mean, fucking bare minimum that he could do. Um, He's also been dropped by his agency. It's the same agency that previously turned away one of those women that came to them with the allegations. Um, Upon dropping Brand, their statement said, Russell Brand categorically denied the allegation made in 2020, but we now believe we were horribly misled by him. TW has terminated all professional ties to Brand. That's the agency. YouTube has stopped him from making money through his channel and Thankfully, by now, most corners of the internet have widely accepted that this report is true. They condemn Russell Brand. Um, But Russell, I mean, he has pivoted from comedy in the last few years to sort of become some sort of wellness guru or like realness guru, frequently attacking the media and the politicians. He spreads misinformation. He spreads conspiracy theories. I mean, we saw that. If you watch his TikTok videos, you can see that. He is attempting to spin these allegations as a coordinated attack on him by the media. Um, His followers, I hope, will 
not just take this at face value. Like, well, I mean, they should take, if they're going to take the bullshit that Russell Brand is saying at face value, then they they need to also take what the women are saying and believe that with as much ease as are believing him. We know that's not always the case. That's not how it happens. Um, people do often like to believe a famous white dude instead of, you know, numerous people that are coming forward um, against, coming out against that person. But we will keep you in the loop with this. This isn't even a should we care, do I care? We obviously care. It felt really important that we spoke about it on this week's episode because it's just not surprising, but it doesn't mean that this should be something that we just put in the basket of, oh yes, every famous man has done something bad. It's like these women deserve for us to take it seriously and we definitely will be and we will keep you in the loop with that story. And as for what's on my radar, oh, okay, um, on my radar, interesting, continuing on being in our jock era, talking about fucking sport, I'm going to France with a newsletter reader um, who also happens to work with the All Blacks on their marketing with Belle as well to watch the All Blacks play Italy in the World Cup. So that will be hilarious and I'll feel very out of place, but maybe I'll meet my own Travis Kelsey over there, who knows. Um, what else? Oh, oh my God. The new season of Sex Education. I'm actually, it's my comfort show um, at the moment. So I'm re-watching all the original seasons before I get to the new season. And I'm really excited about that. Oh, and also Chapel Roan's new album. She has just released a new album. It's fucking great. I just think you should all go and listen to it because... I love it and I think you will too. So thank you for sitting with me through this potentially chaotic sounding mono solo podcast, but it's felt really nice to catch up and be back on the mic. And um, I'm sorry to the birds for being angry at you, but you make my podcasting job and Ruby's editing job just that much harder. Anyway, team, we will see you next week. Love you. And I hope that Laura is back too. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.